In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is uh, known in the Coptic Church as uh, Treasures Sunday. And the Lord Jesus Christ, he commences today, this is again in the, from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, the Sermon in the Mount. It's a continuation of the Gospel that was read uh, last week, which uh, spoke about uh, prayers, uh, fasting, and almsgiving or uh, giving to the giving to the poor. So today is a continuation. Uh, picks up from where we left off last week, and he speaks about a treasure. So the Lord Jesus Christ, he gives us a commandment, and he says that lay up for yourself treasures. So it is a commandment to lay up for yourself a treasure. Uh, the only thing is here he speaks about and, and he defines for, for us what kind of treasures are we ought to lay for ourselves. No doubt that we all here uh, seek some success in, in, in our earthly life. Uh, we all want to accomplish and, and gain certain things. Uh, we all have uh, certain possessions uh, uh, that, that we that we own, uh, and there he speaks about that the condition of these treasures, they need to be treasures that no moth, no rust can destroy, and it needs to be a treasure that no one can steal either. Now, right there, can you think of anything? materialistic that fits under this category can you think of anything materialistic that no moth can eat no rust rust can destroy and no one can steal can you think of any anything materialistic or earthly that no moth can eat any fabric right Moth, moth can eat, right? No rust can destroy anything. Uh, metal, right? That will be going to tell me, well, how about fine metal? Let me get some silver or some gold. Okay, fine. Let's go to the third category. And no one can steal. Okay. So if it passes the first category, it's not going to pass the second. If it passes through the first and the second, for sure it's not going to pass through the third. So everything of an earthly or everything of a materialistic uh, nature, right, uh, will either be destroyed by, by moth, by rust, or will be, or maybe stolen. This is the fact of life. We gain, no matter whatever it is that we gain in our lives, right, and become millionaires, and then at the end it says, naked I have come out of my mother's womb, and naked child I return again. So at the very end we go back to the earth, not taking anything with us. So here God is speaking and the church speaking to us here in, in this day if the importance of treasure and we all need to lay up for ourselves and we all need to seek a treasure. So, but it needs to be a treasure that doesn't uh, fall under the, the previous uh, category. So it needs to be a treasure 
that can be carried over or in other words can be transferred over or maybe enjoyed here and over in the afterlife. So let's speak a little bit about a couple of things. I'm going to speak about the treasure. I'm going to speak about the treasure key. And I'm going to speak about the treasure map. Okay. So uh, why? Because I am just like all the other parents influenced much by my kid's life. And my kids watch cartoon, right? So stuff like Dora the Explorer, the Pirate, and all of that stuff, okay? So all of them is about like treasures and So in all of these shows, there's always like a treasure map and there is a code, okay, to crack or to open that treasure. So this is, today's sermon is inspired by cartoon, okay? So but the, despite of that fact, Okay, let's try to get something something spiritual out of it. So, let's first talk about who is the treasure and what is the treasure. The gospel says the kingdom of God is like a man that seeks fine pearls. And then he keeps seeking until he finds that hidden pearl that's hidden in a field. So he goes and he sells all that he has. And then he goes and he buys that field so that he has that hidden pearl or that hidden treasure. That hidden pearl or that hidden treasure that we are all here during this Lent, that we are all seeking, is called the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the same treasure that the bride in the Song of Songs, she speaks and he, she says, I have seeked the one whom my soul loves. I've seeked him and when I found him, right, she held unto him and she would not let him go. This is the same treasure that in about a couple of weeks from now when we come to the week of the Samaritan woman, right? That woman that keeps going back and forth to the well every day to draw water. And then when she finally comes to find the Lord Jesus Christ, after having been married to five men and after having lived with a man whom she was not married to, when she finally finds him, then she lets her water pot there by the well, by the feet of Jesus. And she runs around and she says, come look. I found a man who told me everything that I have done. Because she finally came to find that, that, that pearl, that hidden treasure, right? That fulfills her, that suffices her needs. We go our life constantly hungry, trying to fill our lives with things that give us a sense of joy, that give us a sense of peace, that make us feel loved, right? Why is everybody so active on Facebook or Instagram or whatever? Because we're all hungry for that like. Yeah. If I post a picture and then I got a whole bunch of likes in it, what does that give me? It gives me a feeling of gratification, right? Especially if it's a if it's a picture of my beautiful face, right? Then it gives me, it gives me, then that would be like an extra bonus if I get, if I get some, uh, some extra comments, huh? 
like Amari, I went to whatever I went then then this is a this is an extra bonus. Why? Because we're all seeking this gratification that oh I am liked, oh I am loved, oh I am cared for, I am the attention of someone. Okay? But you know what? We keep going through this and flipping through this. And there's that one person that's going to come that's not going to give me a thumbs up. Maybe he's going to give me a thumbs down. Or maybe he's going to throw a harsh comment out there. And all of a the sudden, then I, after I have gone through like a big up, then all of a the sudden, like a roller coaster, and I go all the way down, down. And then I'm going through this mood swings. Why? Because I'm not seeking that treasure that will truly suffice, that will truly give me what I am hungry for, that will unconditionally make me feel at all times loved, cared for, will give me that internal joy that is not linked or is not tied to the external circumstances, whether I got laid off from work or whether I am working, whether I'm making a lot of money, whether I'm not making money, but at all times, I'm going to feel happy, right? This is the treasure whom we are seeking, the one whom our soul loves, the only one that can fill our life and make us feel content, okay? We define the treasure, okay? It's the first thing. Now, let me talk a little bit about <coughs> the treasure map, and then I'm going to get to the the, the, the code or the key. Okay. The treasure map, our beautiful Coptic church, lays for us in the path of the land. And this is a journey, right? So the land is a journey. So it lays for us during this journey, right? What the map is going to look like. And I'll give you some examples. Just exactly like Dora the Explorer, okay? <laughs> As you start seeking that treasure, you are going to need to pass through certain obstacles. Well, guess you know what? The first Sunday that's gonna come after Treasure Sunday, it's called what? It's called what was next Sunday? Temptation Sunday, right? So our hack that we're gonna go through is some temptations and that's exactly what the devil is going to do because he wants to hinder you from reaching that treasure. He's going to throw some temptation your way. He is going to fight. He is going to do everything within his ability to let you not go there. How many of you guys have heard the, of Abuna Falta'us Suryani? Abuna Falta'us Suryani, a great saint that I got to meet my, myself uh, many years ago. Uh, and when I met him, I had never heard anything about him. But then immediately the second I came in contact with this person, I realized that I'm in the presence of a saint because approaching his cell at, at night in a, in a very late hour of the night when it was really dark from outside, for the man to call me from inside his cell out by my name and know that I'm coming from America. And then he opens the door for me and his face, and I'm not even kidding you, his face is just light is coming out of his face. I couldn't even look at his face 
because of the amount of light that was just immersing from him, I immediately came to realize that I'm in the presence of a holy man, that I am standing in front of the second Moses, the Moses that went up, that went up on the mountain and he saw, beheld the glory of God. This man, just like all of us here, seeking Jesus, that treasure. Just like Moses. Moses, he told me, God, show me your glory. Then God said to Moses, well, you know that no one can see me and live. But then God says something really interesting to Moses. After is, but I have a place for you. I have a place for you. I have a plan for you. Okay, what is the place? Well, come up. I'm going to put you on a hole, and I'm going to cover the hole with my hand, and I'm going to pass, and you're going to see the shadow of my glory. Moses seen the shadow of the glory of God, and he came down, his face filled with light. He was seeking that treasure. He saw that treasure. That's why people couldn't even look at his face. Well, Abu Nafalteus, the same exact thing. You know that Abu Nafalteus, when he went to the monastery, and the first First thing that he went and he asked the abbot for, he said, I want to go and live at the at the fort. The monasteries used to have like a fort, like a hissen, where they would go and hide in them whenever there were attacks coming from the barbarian. And that, that fort was a deserted place. No monk had lived there for years. When he dared to go and live there in that fort, I don't want to scare you guys. But the devils, they were attacking him. They were setting his cell on fire. They were, setting, they were, they were tossing stuff inside his room, doing all kind of these things to scare him, right? But what he did, he just remained persistent. He put his trust in the Lord. You are going to meet a lot of temptation on your journey trying to get to Christ, right? Devil's gonna try everything within his capability to divert you from the path, from the path. But don't, don't give in to the temptation. Whether that is temptation coming from outside, external, you know, the devil is trying to frighten you or scare you or entice you, like he tried with the Lord Jesus Christ, setting him up on a high mountain and showing him all the kingdoms of the earth and its glories. And he said, I'll give you all of this if you worship me. So whatever it is, he's going to try everything in his ability to divert you or to make you go astray from seeking that treasure. The devil might fight you by another thing, which comes the following Sunday, which is shame. Making, making, well, the two Sundays after, the following Sunday comes the prodigal son, right? Lusts, the desires, the feeling that living with God is like living inside a bubble, inside a shell. I want to break free. I don't want to live un under my father's yoke. I don't want to live under his authority and his commandment, him telling me do this and don't do that. I want to be free to do whatever I want, just like the prodigal son thought to himself, that when he leaves his father's house, he's going to be free. Just to find out later that he became in, in that, that he became worse 
than slaves or servants that were in his father's house. And he said, the servants that are in my father's house, they have leftover bread to eat. And here I am desiring to eat from the food of the pigs and the pigs aren't even, or the swine aren't even allowing me to eat. Devil is gonna try to fight you with shame, like the Samaritan woman trying to go, going to, to draw water from the well at noon time, just to make sure that no one sees her because of the shame. How can I ever turn to God? How can I come to church with the amount of sins that I have committed in my life? Who is going to ever accept me? The devil is going to try to fight you by making you feel paralyzed, unable to move, like the paralytic man that came to Christ. And he says, I have no one to put me in the water when the water is stirred up. But Jesus Christ came to him and said, you don't need anyone. All you need is me and I am here. Get up, carry your bed and walk. The devil is going to try to divert you by making you blind, unable to see the light, like the story of the man born blind, and, and make you lose track of where you need to go. Point is, this is all different stations that we are going to pass through in our journey of Lent. And the church does an amazing job laying before us a treasure map and giving us, giving us the tool of how to pass through every obstacle, whether it is external temptation, fight it by the word of God, right? Whether it's internal temptation, wanting to be freed from the yoke of the of the rules of the church and all of this, church lays for us tells you that this is the true freedom, being with God is the true freedom. Whether it is shame that God comes to tell you, I accept you, even if everybody else in town is despising you. Whether it is para being paralyzed, unable to move, he says, all you need is me. Just get up, carry your bed and walk. Or he touches my eyes and opens my eyes and allows me to see the light. Point is, the church lays for us very clear treasure map. But who shall hear and who shall understand and who shall do? This is the most important thing. So we spoke about who is the treasure, right? And then we spoke about the treasure map of how to get to him, how to get to Christ. And the last thing is the treasure code. Now, uh, let's say I have a, a very nice safe. And inside the safe, I have uh, everything that you you desire. Yani or that anybody desires. But there's money, there's gold, there's jewels, there's diamonds, there's there's everything inside the safe. And you come to me and I tell you, uh, hmm, tell me, what would you like? And then uh, some of you, some of us may be يعني, uh, modest. Well, give me a dollar, okay? Or give me investment in a one diamond, or give me one jewel, or something, right? I will look on that something. Huh? And I am greedy. I'm a very greedy guy. Okay, I don't like this whole. What do you want? Uh, give me one diamond. Give me one jewel. If I am in your place, where I came to somebody kida with a safe, right? tell me what would you like? I will look on what do I say? I want the key of the safe. 
اديني ايه جيب لي ذا كي اوف ذا سيف اديني مفتاح الخزن دونت جيف مي انت هات ايه هتنقطني وان جول وان مش عارف ايه لا 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 جيف مي ذا كي اوف ذا سيف ليه بقى because if i have the key of the safe that means ايه i'm gonna open the safe وهخرف براحتي بقى يعني ايه i'm gonna take all all that i want صح اقول لكم ايه الكي اوف ذا سيف the key of the safe اسمه humility humility grant a humble soul unto your servant because if what the safe contains is virtues Right? Humility is the mother of all of them. If what the safe contains is gift, God's gifts pour upon the humble. They all a, a humble and a contrite heart. God shall not despise. God shall not despise a, a humble heart. When you have the humble heart, then God pours on you everything. God pours on you everything. All that desire, the spiritual gifts, the 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 even even the earthly gifts. Even what you have little that is earthly would become of a great value. There is a soldier that came to his he got stationed in the desert near Saint Anthony Monastery. This is a story back that happened in the 70s. And between his station and between the monastery was 15 kilometers. So whenever he had like a long weekend or some time off, he would walk to the monastery of St. Anthony and he would spend those couple of days. So one time he had a couple of days off. So he said, let me walk to the monastery of St. Anthony. He walked 15 kilometers in the scourging heat of the sun. No paved road at that time, no nothing. Walking straight in the desert, he entered into the monk. He ran to the cafeteria. He, I'm sorry, entered into the monastery. Ran to the cafeteria because he's extremely hungry. And then, right when he walks to the cafeteria, he meets there Abuna Abbas Khayrun Al Antuni. Abuna Abbas Khayrun Al Antuni is the father of confession of Abuna Yustus Al Antuni. You guys all heard of Abuna Yustus, okay? And then he walks. And Abuna was Khairun, right when he sees him, oh, 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 no, 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 don't eat here. Please come with me to my cell. I want to fix you a meal. So the soldier got all excited and happy. Now I'm going to go to Abuna Abbas Khairun. He's a monk. He's taking me to his cell. Maybe he's got that, eh, all the good stuff there. He's going to pull up for me. So he walks into Abuna Abbas Khairun's cell. cell, There's nothing. And then Abuna gets up and then he starts looking everywhere in his cell for something to feed this hungry soldier. Abuna Kabir Fassin is old and he's very slow. He's walking very slow. Abuna Aad dig through his cell for half an hour. soldier by now I could have eaten already anything. Then finally Abuna comes to him and then ha I found it. And Abuna comes. With one egg. Beda. One. Okay. So the soldier looks at it. He's like, I can eat 20 of those. Okay. But uh, says, okay, let me fix the egg for you. One second. And Abuna goes. The stove. And he lights it up. That's another process. It takes another hour. Okay. Finally, Abuna lays before the hungry soldier one egg. 
And then Abuna brings one loaf of bread. It's like a rock. And then the soldier says, okay, finally I'm going to eat. And he's thinking that he's going to eat it to himself. But to his surprise, Abuna breaks the bread in half and gives the soldier half. And Abuna is taking it the other half. And we're going to eat. And he's going to even share with me that one only lonely beda. Okay. Only <laughs> lonely egg is going to share that with me. So the monk, the, the soldier, then I started eating as fast as I can. As fast as I can, علشان eat to finish quickly before giving Abuna Bizkhairun a chance to eat anything. Okay? So he takes and then he's eating, and then he keeps and he's eating, and he keeps eating, and then he's starting feeling full. And then he's looking in his hand, and he's looking at Abuna, sitting in front of him with a big smile in his hand and he's dipping his hand in the beta too and he's eating and then the soldier looks in his hand and he still has half a loaf of bread that half that he started eating about half an hour ago <laughs> he still has that half and he looks at the plate and there's still beta left in there and the soldier goes and says then i realized this is exactly what jesus did in the miracle of hearing the multitude because at the end after I was all done eating I walked out of Abuna's cell and I took with me half a loaf of bread for the for later on when I got hungry 12 baskets full of the fragment that was that was left this is what we're talking about right so this is stuff this is that no moth eats no rust destroys Nobody can steal. This is called blessing, right? This is called Christ in my life, granting me blessing that nobody can understand or, or, or even come to comprehend. I mean, come on, you tell the story that I just said right now to, to people outside of, of this place here. Doesn't, doesn't make doesn't make sense. But it's real. It's real because this is God's promises to his church. This is God's promises to his children. Do not seek treasures that are here on earth where moth eats, where lust destroys, or that can be stolen, but seek treasures in heaven. Seek the kingdom of God. Seek Jesus. Seek God. Seek that treasure that will give you that everlasting joy and God will add for you also those treasures of the earth. Glory be to God forever. Amen.